1: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwein, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd wherever podcasts are available.
2: This episode of Nintendo Voice Chat is brought to you by Gamefly.
1: Here we go! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 378. Lots of great things happening out in Nintendo Switchland. That's just one problem. It is the calm before the storm. We don't have Mario yet, but we'll get it very soon. Um, but... We will be talking about the latest uh, releases on the Nintendo Switch. We'll have a a treasured guest on to talk about his adventures with Pokemon Go. And, of course, there's been a ton of news. Uh, You know, Nintendo hardware sales, uh, new system update. We'll be going through that as well. I will introduce our illustrious panel. We've got Andrew Goldfarb. Treasured guest, Andrew Goldfarb. (laughs) Yeah, if you're wondering who the, uh, the only person is who's still playing Pokemon Go every day, except for you. There, there are literally thousands of us. There is <laughs> there are probably still millions of, there of us. There are dozens of us. There are absolutely millions. So we've got Andrew, of course, our news editor. We've got Brian Altano.
0: Non treasured guest, but still happy to be here.
1: <laughs> you're, you're not brapping anymore? Brapping. Brap brap. brap brap. Yeah. Brap, brap. Brap's out. <laughs> uh, we've got Zachary Ryan. I feel uncomfortable, I'm on this side.
3: Okay, well, yeah. I, know. Yeah. I'm
1: on my I always felt the right side was a good side, though. You got just a little better, a little strip of gray there. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at that. You got the salt and um, pepper thing, yeah. Yeah, and I'm your host, Pear Schneider, and uh, we'll kick it right off with uh, the biggest news of the week, Switch sales. Ooh. Yeah. At least. Uh, the Nintendo Switch passed 2 million units in the U.S., so pretty quick to 2 million units. Mm-hmm. It was the top-selling console, I think, uh, five times out of seven months. Out of seven, yeah Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then we haven't heard global sales yet. Nintendo's quarterly report is actually coming up uh, next week after you've already watched or listened to this episode. Mm-hmm. But yep. uh, they're well north of 5 million units worldwide as well. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, and the, they were at like 4.7, I think, back in July, right? Their momentum is
3: really good. Yeah, that's exactly right. And on the that October 30th earnings report is their first half of the year, basically. So we'll get a lot yep. of insight into how it's doing up to this point. Yeah.
1: Safe to say, is a success. So right. what do you think this means? I mean, do you think this means more third parties will take notice and maybe make more games, or do you think this is what people expected and? It's more of a story uh, of watching how some of the games do now on the platform and then then tossing support behind it. I, yeah. I, think,
3: I, I think it's that incredible thing where even if it was doing okay, it would look really good compared to the Wii U. But the fact that it's actually doing very well makes yep. it even more impressive. Yep. And I think like third parties have to be paying attention to the momentum. Because they've had a major game yep. every single month, and that's yeah, why I think, this is working. I
0: think it's incredibly worth noting, too, that these were sales that happened predominantly or entirely in one region during a non-holiday season. I mean, this was basically spring through summer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm in a in a in a sort of environment where there were supply constraints from literally day one uh so this is still a success i saw some people like on social media lamenting that this wasn't exactly like ps4 launch window numbers but it's also like this is not this wasn't the holiday season yet you know that had that sort of had the benefit of kicking off a console generation um And you could actually buy one of those for a long time. Yeah,
1: so I I mean my takeaway is like it is obvious it is not a Wii U. Yes. People are interested in this device and they're seeing the utility and they want it. I think, you know, the narrative that it's outselling the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One right now – it better. I mean, it really it better. Right, yeah. a new device that launched that is also sitting between the handheld and console audiences. At this point, it better outsell the consoles that have been on the market for a few years and that arguably haven't had the strongest releases. Uncharted, you know, Lost Legacy, notwithstanding, but mm-hmm. haven't seen the strongest and their their kind of prime releases uh, for a while. Yeah. But I think October and November are going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a
0: good battle, and I think that like uh, we saw with the Wii U and pretty much every Nintendo console gets that loyal base that first year right the first six months for seven months people like everyone at this table people listening to the show they go out they buy the system no matter what happens no matter what it says no matter what games are there um and after that the story changes yeah. right sometimes it gets better sometimes it gets worse i think in this time specifically sort of anecdotally it feels like the first time we're seeing tons of people outside of just the usual suspects in line for these things right this yep. is this is a system that is reaching people that have historically not bought a Nintendo console in a long time or primarily play their games on other platforms, I think this is transcending the usual base and reaching a much larger audience. So if they can maintain that momentum, which it seems like you're doing with this incredible first year of software, uh, things will look
3: good for a very long time.
1: Yeah, and you nailed it. They haven't had a Christmas yet.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, the fact that there hasn't been a holiday season yet for this thing and it's already done this well is a very good sign.
1: Yeah. There's also, there was the stat that Nintendo accounted for two-thirds of all hardware sold last month, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, of course, counting the 3DS, the Switch, and the Super NES Classic. And the 2DS. Uh, Don't forget. Yeah. The, like, all- the new
0: 2DS XL. Well, hey, the, just that, launched.
1: that's, that's yeah. out there. That's right. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're definitely dominating on the hardware sales side. Apples to oranges when you have devices that, at different price points, of mm-hmm. course. Um, Rabbits debuted pretty strong. Mario Plus Rabbits was at number seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, definitely um, whether it's people hearing that the game was great or because of the Mario license, that game managed to get into the top ten, which, you know, that's not easy given uh, some of the top sellers that have come out over the last couple of months and games like Grand Theft Auto, for example, just can continuing to clean up on uh, on PlayStation and it's
3: also It's that weird thing where Rabbids launched towards the end of the month, so it has that weird disadvantage where it didn't have its first week sales yep. counted in yeah. yeah. September because it came out in the end of August. So mm-hmm. it probably did better than it looks like it did.
1: Yeah, and then Samus Returns on the 3DS was at number eight. So Which that's is good. awesome. You know, yeah. again, Metroid has never been... Uh, a, a huge seller, especially worldwide. You know, obviously uh, Metro Prime games all, all are million sellers, but um, you know, it's, it's not always been a shoe-in for their franchise. And uh, Breath of the, the Wild was still at number 10. Yep. So that's the new um, Switch owners who just bought the Switch and are picking this game up.
0: With Kart at 11, which I thought was interesting, because Breath of the Wild is outselling Mario Kart, which we didn't really see the last few generations as a but, Zelda game out on Mario. Kart, but
1: maybe yeah. there's there are now people who had the Wii U and who are upgrading now, and s- they're saying I already have Mario Kart, I don't need this. And yeah, we'll yeah we'll, we'll see. Well, they would probably have Zelda too. I think I think,
0: right? think Zelda is going to sort of bump in and out of the top ten for a very long time to come. Yeah,
3: and it's also just I mean the reviews have to be helping. Like it has to be a word of mouth situation where everyone being like this is the greatest game ever has to be helping it to some degree. Whereas Mario Kart incredible definitive version of mario Mm -hmm. Kart, but it's still you know a game that came out a year ago for some people yeah i think
0: breath of the wild has that sort of um that minecraft gta factor Mm -hmm. of uh their your your game is sort of defined by these insane moments and creativity and discovery of finding things and putting things together and i think that is going to kind of delight people for many years um people trying to jump in for the first time mario kart it's sort of like it's it's a known quantity at this point uh, Zelda, a different story. So we'll yep. see.
1: Yep. Before we hit the uh, the next big topic, uh, I just wanted to uh, read a review from one of our fans. Um, if you love the show, please leave a positive comment or review us on iTunes if you're listening to the, uh, the audio version. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it helps us out. So this uh, review comes from Shuba Luter. He just posted it. It gave us four out of five stars, and there's a reason for that, and I wanted to read that too. I really enjoy the show. I was ab- uh, recently able to find a Switch that I'm loving, and the input and opinions about games is very helpful in making purchase decisions. Two minor complaints. These actually apply to all the IGN podcasts I listen to. Please stay in front of the microphone while speaking. Yes, we will. Um, it's really annoying to try and listen to a show and if people fade away two please find some way to stop the constant mic banging again it it, uh, it wakes it oh, it makes it really hard to enjoy listening watching IGN podcast other than that your show is great keep up the good work where Thank you. I think that's actually very constructive feedback because I, as I was taking my meeting with the king of Germantown last week, uh, was listening to the podcast. Wonderful job hosting, by the Thank way. Thank It was a really enjoyable uh, episode. But yeah, there was this noise the whole time and, and I, I think we figured out it's been one of the mic arms hitting the table. Yep. Yeah, it happened, in actually, games, it happened
4: in GameScoop too. Yeah. It's You'll notice that there's coasters underneath. I can't believe we're talking about this. Coasters underneath these microphone stands because we did notice that the mics were, as the table and weight shifted, the mics were banging into the table, which we couldn't hear in the room room, but obviously got picked
1: up in the microphone. We got a
0: lot of theories in the comments. My favorite was that the board game Jumanji is buried underneath this table.
1: (laughs) Well done. We're very sorry, uh, but hopefully it's fixed. If we're still making strange noises that are not emanating from our bodies in any way, um, please write us at nvc at ign.com and leave us a nice review on iTunes if if you do enjoy the show. And uh, Shuba Luter, if we fixed it, give us a five star. Um, (laughs) The other big story this week um, is... um, it's it's kind of a headline that I think people blew out of proportion out there. Andrew, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's uh,
3: Sony Music Entertainment started a new publishing label. yeah, uh, And they picked up a game called Tiny Metal that will be coming to PS4, PC, and Switch. And so I think people took that info and jumped to this incredible leap about Sony publishing games on Switch and how it was part of this new strategy. Um, was, PlayStation said, is going
1: third party? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh,
3: I don't think it's quite that intense. I think Sensationalist. sort of a, um, a quick... Are you all right? <laughs> I just, you know, like, I, while you were talking, I just drank like this. You,
1: <laughs> you spilled got water? So <laughs> he, uh, he paired a spit take when he said something else yep. doing third party. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, But Tiny Metal was a game that wasn't developed for the Switch already. We mm-hmm. saw it actually at PAX, right? Yep. It was playable there. It is a take on Advance Wars. And so... Um, it is true. Sony is making games for a Nintendo platform, for the Nintendo Switch,
3: right? Well, and again, Sony is publishing games being made for Nintendo. Like, That's it's right. not, again, this isn't like a first-party Sony game. It's not like you're getting Uncharted on Switch or anything crazy like that. This is just... Sony kind of putting out its arms into the indie world and, and making a smaller label for maybe, l- like, slightly smaller tier games.
1: And they've been, you know, like Nintendo, Sony has been making moves in the mobile space before, right, and has has published um, games outside their core PlayStation platforms. Obviously, Sony also, uh, under the Ericsson, uh, Sony Ericsson label has done stuff on, on mobile before, mm-hmm. um, has supported more platforms. I just thought it was really interesting. First of all, the, the fact that they picked this up and they didn't say, you know what, Tiny Metal, just uh you know uh, I mean Area 35, the, the, the developer published Tiny Metal for the Switch outside of this umbrella. We will handle the other two versions. They didn't do that. They basically took it all on. And it is a really cool footnote in gaming that this has actually happened a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I thought it would be fun to go over some of the uh examples of that. You know, obviously way back when Sony image Soft, you know, right up to the release I think of the PlayStation was a Super NES um supporter. Unfortunately, making some of the worst games on the Super <laughs> NES, but Sony ImageSoft. Whenever they, they were sabotaging the it, yeah. yeah. But they, you after know, that they, deal went south. That's how you yeah. take
0: that competition out? You put yeah. bad games on the other system, and then you launch that, launch that PlayStation.
1: But they did the so throw. even. But they did so even after announced. They announced a split from Nintendo, right? Nintendo, Sony were um, collaborating on hardware before. They announced a split, and they were still making the games like almost up to the release of the the PlayStation. So there's one, but of course the biggest title, the biggest microsoft title possible is on nintendo switch and was on other nintendo platforms and that's minecraft yeah so you know that's one of those moments one of those weird gaming history moments where a company buys a huge brand and it's just you just can't dial it back right yeah, i there remember- was even
0: there was a switch in the micro, microsoft press conference
1: exactly right? there
3: was a switch in the microsoft press conference built in that that uh minecraft trailer But even seeing on Nintendo.com under the publisher section, seeing Microsoft listed there is just so surreal to
0: me. It reminds me of when um, they ported Banjo-Kazooie or – what was it? Banjo – Nuts and Bolts, right? And then they Mm -hmm. also – Banjo-Kazooie and also uh, Conquer have like idle animations where like they'll pull out a GBA or like a DS and you're like, hey – (laughs) wrong system. Like, it's kind of
1: cute. Like, I love seeing that stuff. And it's obviously, I mean, Minecraft is such a phenomenon that I think it would be very difficult for Microsoft to say, guess what? It's Xbox and PC exclusive now. People would be really upset. And uh, honestly, I mean, that thing just... Prints money. And mm-hmm. so, you know, who wouldn't want to get a cut off, uh, you know, the, the Sony or the Nintendo install basis out there? Um, Microsoft, that's who. <laughs> because this is actually not new for them. What you describe um, has happened before. And I think part of the benefit in the past was always that Microsoft looked at the Xbox brand and looked at Nintendo's handhelds and said, handhelds are different. We're not a handheld maker. Right. Sony obviously had the Vita in the market. And so, um, if you guys remember, um, uh, why are you laughing? Because I got excited when you said Vita. Yeah, Vita.
3: Oh, do you still play your Vita, right? Yeah, I played uh, forty hours of Dangarappa three in the past like month. Okay. And there's still Vita games coming.
1: Have you ever seen anybody else with a with a Vita on the bus? Or I anything? actually saw a Vita on the plane on Monday, like abandoned uh, but, in the corner. <laughs> <yeah. or>? No, <laughs> yeah. I saw, somebody left I saw, their Vita here. <laughs> I
3: saw a child playing a Vita.
1: All right. So Microsoft's non Xbox products. Do you guys remember this one, Banjo Kazooie Grunty's Revenge? Yep. And there was Banjo Pilot too. So that oh, was. Right. That was actually that was a top
0: down game, right?
1: Yeah. So that was actually made by Rare after mm-hmm. they were part of Microsoft, mm-hmm. and uh, they published that game got published under THQ because Microsoft, you know, basically sub licensed um, some of the titles that were in development to THQ. Right. So you had that one. You had Mon- Monster Truck Madness, which is also mm-hmm. a Microsoft franchise. Tantalus made that. Oddworld Munch's Munches Odyssey, Artco, Microsoft published it originally on the Xbox, and then you know, obviously the the game is now the franchise is now multi platform. Saber Wolf from Rare. Wow. right yeah. which was yeah. them yeah.
0: revitalizing their literal first IP. Mm-hmm. Yep, back in 2004 and then 2005
1: yeah. was Banjo-Pilot. Yeah, and there yeah. was that Viva Piñata too, right? Yeah,
0: the weird thing about these games is that they yep. they brought back the pre-rendered graphics mm-hmm. that like they, they pioneered on Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that. Very weird.
1: But it's it, it's interesting, right? Like there's all this great code all these games were was working on and and they were like, "Well, let's let's put them out and then, you know, let's put some of our developers to good use and and really kind of benefit from the install base of the GBA through a third party. They also had um, It's Mr. Pants. Remember that one? Rare's weird inside joke came out uh, at the time. Uh, Also via THQ on the DS in 2005, Zoo Tycoon. That's also a Microsoft franchise. Uh, Through Majesco, Age of Empires, the Age of Kings. Backbone actually made that one. Mech Assault Phantom War. Yeah I mean the Mech Assault franchise mm-hmm. I feel like is due for a comeback yeah. um but it's kind of funny that we we saw we saw this uh, on the DS uh Zoo Tycoon 2 came out Viva Piñata Pocket Paradise a really late rare game um, I forgot about Viva for, Pinata. For, uh, yeah. for the DS, yes, yeah, in 2008. That's so yeah. insane, wow. I didn't Age, realize there were so many of these. Age of Empires Mythologies, Blue Dragon Plus in 2009, because that was Microsoft co- yeah, Brownie, co- Brownie co- funded Brown. the original yeah. one. It was a Brownie Brown game. Mm-hmm. Ignition uh, published that in the US. In 2010, there was uh, Blue Dragon, <laughs> Awakened Shadow.
4: Yeah, don't forget about the remix to Ignition, yep. too.
1: True. Yeah, yeah. It's and off. so... I think it's safe to call it Microsoft's going third party. Now, uh, obviously, this has happened uh, before in the history, and and one of the times that this happened infamously, I was actually covering Nintendo, and that was Psygnosis. Uh, Do you guys remember the makers of Wipeout? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Psygnosis was owned by Sony, but wanted to be independent and branch out to other platforms, and Mm -hmm. so they started Wipeout sixty four. And uh, I remember covering this and we're like, can we see this game? Can we see this game? And there was all this conflict. Like whenever somebody came in from Psygnosis, they're like, you can't tell, you can't tell Sony that you saw this. Because there was all this internal wrangling going on whether the game would actually come come out. They also had a game called ODT, which we played but got canned. Never uh, did, saw the light of day. Did on
0: Wipeout sixty four eventually get released? Yeah, up getting now, Wipeout mm-hmm. sixty
1: four came out uh, through Midway, so they published it through Midway. Interesting. Sony Guess didn't what? want to It was it. not very good. Really? What? It yeah. was great. You're you're crazy. Mm. <laughs> so it it um it struggled with the N sixty four really bad draw distance rate, for a racing the draw game. Draw distance yeah. was really short. Yeah. The music was awesome. Well, it had yeah. a really good soundtrack um, and it had, I mean, it, it remixed levels from previous mm-hmm. games. It was enjoyable. And it was the first wipeout with an analog stick. So. Oh, yeah, that's actually a really Remember good point. That? So, um, yeah, this story <laughs> has happened before, obviously, a couple of times. It's going to be interesting to see what Sony does under this new label. It's so funny that it's a, a soundtracks label. Yeah, too, it's bizarre it? that it's separate. I, I, yeah. I think
3: that's just because it's probably like a business thing for Japan. It's like a corporate structure thing. Yeah, My, uh, my guess is that before they picked up, tiny metal
4: those guys were already planning on all these different versions and so sony was just sort of caught in a tough spot like okay well we have to publish this anyway i can't really imagine that sony would go out of their way to
3: continue this sort of like third party development or like unless that's like why they made a separate label like maybe they don't want sony computer entertainment appearing on switch so they have this label for that or maybe it's just that Maybe this is literally just a publishing arm in terms of they're not really giving resources so much as like they're sure. helping just distribute these games. Yeah,
0: because it's weird to have that conversation happening at the same time as them being like, we're not allowing cross play. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was like, where I was going to go next. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they're
4: such an insular company when it comes to dealing with any sort of like, other platform that it just doesn't make sense to me that they would go out of their way to to figure out a loophole to get something like this on yeah. other yeah. platforms. I
1: mean, you know? to me, it looks like they're they're really they want to get behind uh, indies, helping indies mm-hmm. with uh, you know in with development and publishing, especially in the Japanese market, because Tiny Metal is one of those rare you know kind of talked about indies that is actually coming from Japan. I mean, yeah. a lot of indies are from Europe, from the mm-hmm. U.S. You know. Um, so, and uh, again, if you, if you haven't paid attention to Tiny Metal, I, I think it will be the closest thing to an Advance Wars for, for quite a while. So, it's oh, yeah. quite fitting and, and kind of awesome that we see it on Switch. Thank you, Sony.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Sony. Uh, Listen! Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games at Gamefly.com. You pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees, so if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time, and they also offer movie rentals, too. Head to Gamefly.com slash voice chat and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash voice chat. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now.
1: Listen. There's, uh, there's more news on the, on the Switch side, the Redbox rentals. You guys hear about this? Yep. So what's going on with that?
0: Uh, so in select Redbox rental kiosks, which are those weird big red boxes you see like in the side of your grocery stores when you're there. So people- it's
4: not just a clever name. No, it's it's a literal
0: red box.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh, red box! Those big green circles that. You yeah. see. <laughs>
0: uh, they were sort of like historically for movie rental, and then over the last few years started adding more games, which I always thought was interesting because renting games is not really a thing you can do anymore. Right. Blockbuster is gone. Gamefly, yeah, Does Gamefly, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's also like the the idea of like. Renting a game that takes like sixty hours to be, and then having to return it every two or three days. There's something oddly nostalgic about that because I did that all the time in the '90s. Um, so, select cities are getting Switch games inside them, and some of those games include Mario and Rabbits, Pokemon, Lego Ninjago, and Pokemon more.
3: Meaning Pokemon? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. yeah. Uh, I don't think they're doing any 3DS games or anything like that. Yeah, I like, but it's that. it's interesting to think that like they're loaning you something that's like the size of a nickel, and that you have to take very good care of, and then return. Like switch cases or switch games specifically are not really the kind of thing I want to just go like throwing around with hundreds yeah. of people getting their hands on. Uh, I've also seen a lot of theft with those machines. People yeah. sign up with bootleg credit cards and then sell the games on on eBay. So look out for that. Yeah, or, they know.
1: I mean, if you if you do rent games, obviously there are no cloud saves yet yeah. on uh, yeah. on your Switch. So. so
0: right now, those are in Seattle, San Antonio, and Portland, Oregon.
1: So yeah, a lot of out. there are a lot of scams
3: where people will like use a Visa gift card to get into or a Redbox machine take the game out and put in like a weird cardboard cutout of a disc and then when someone else goes to rent it authentically. Why does it have it, to
0: be it. a cardboard <laughs>
4: disc?
3: Yeah, there's nothing in there. Why not
4: put like a CD in there?
3: Well, I think it's so at first glance it like looks like there's something in there. um. check
4: it. Uh, if you're interested in uh, scamming Redbox, check out Andrew Goldfarb's video yeah. How to Scan Redbox.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends always does this thing. Wink, uh, wink, 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 wink. For advice. <laughs> anyway, we, we, talked, uh, we talked earlier uh, when we were playing a certain game, somebody mentioned having to rent a certain game in that franchise from Blockbuster back in the day and like obviously, back then, I said Switch doesn't have cloud saves. Of course, you don't, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about that with, with Redbox games. We'll get to cloud saves in a, in a second as part of the, the system update. But um, people had to, like, really try and beat a game in, like, two days. And then when they brought back the cartridge, hope that they would be able to rent that same one again and get it yep. back. And, like, Mom, make sure to get the one with the... I licked it on the side. I mean, I got to know
3: uh, I got to know the guys at Blockbuster well yeah. enough that so I'd be like, "Please save this for me for two
1: more days. Like, I'll be yeah, back Yeah, and that. then some jackalope comes in and like deletes <laughs> all the saves. Yeah, oh, uh,
4: there was jackalope. there was games that I rented that I rented so many times, and it didn't occur to me until I was probably like twelve. It was like I rented these so many times that I could have just asked my parents for the money to buy it. Like, well, that's not, like the weird
0: yeah. logic with. With all of those things where you're like, well, I could spend $2 every three days or I could spend $60 once. But the idea of having $60 once when you're 12 is impossible. But $2, that's in the couch. Mm -hmm.
1: Craziness. So uh, as always, a huge amount of Switch games came out to the point where – only Brian can play them all. Like it's just <laughs> not, not even close, man. There's it, just too many, so we 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 can't talk about all of them. And I think Brian, most we can't of you listening talk about all of them I or watching all them. Okay. here would be really bored if we actually did talk to all of them. Because there there are a couple of titles coming through now that aren't, I'd say, cream of the crop too. And we'll we'll you know as we play them, if we see any of them, we'll definitely give you a little warning as well. Yeah, but but just super fast, just in the next next couple of days. Um, Putty Pals, Elliot Quest. You played this on Wii U? Yes,
0: yeah, so this is a good. sort of, it's very Zelda 2, uh, but cartoony graphics, except the story is like very dark, mm-hmm. um, but it's it plays a lot like Zelda 2. It's really fun.
1: So that's good.
4: Yeah.
0: You like that It's one. 10 bucks. I totally recommend this. Okay, it
4: plays a lot like Zelda 2?
0: Yeah. It's probably not that fun then. <laughs> if you don't like Zelda 2? It's fine. Got to get better at video games, you're, Zach. You're,
1: I don't now? like Zelda 2 Wipe out hate, now this solidarity there are, there's do, yep.
0: only there are only two people in the world people that loves all the two and people that hates all the two there's okay, no so
1: one I who's like it. it's okay i thought it was but okay. i love Elliot uh, quest <laughs> there's a game called
4: jidge <laughs> yeah sorry yeah. did you are you okay what happened jidge <clears throat> jidge
0: yeah. yeah guess what happens when you google jidge google goes Nothing good. did you mean judge
1: <laughs> and you have to say no <laughs> judge if you're lucky yeah, yeah. exactly so uh jidge Party Golf, Revenant Saga, Spelunker Party. You guys talked a little bit about that while I was in Germantown. Uh, Super Ping Pong Trick Shot. Yeah, that's just a uh, game about one move. Yep. It's crazy. It's, It's a trick shot. The Count Lucanor. The Jackbox Party Pack 4. I know you love these games.
0: We were playing right it at now. my desk the other day. Uh, uh, awesome new collection of minigames. Most of them are three players or more. So just a heads up before you dive in on this one. Like, you need a small party setting. Uh, but we played one that's basically um, like Werewolf Within but with um, sexting. So it's you and a bunch of friends trying to, like, uh, date other monsters. Oh, yeah. And it just gets really great because you're using your phone as a controller and uh-huh. that's the cool thing about
4: these games. So. That's, that sounds cool because I've yeah. only dated Monsters. So, yeah, that's that's that's,
1: um, so this gets the, the Altano stamp of Oh yeah, I really yeah. like the Jackbox games, yeah. but some so of the new
4: ones here are really A lot fun. of people kind of roll their eyes at, at the idea of like a You Don't Know Jack game, but uh, you guys talked a lot about this particular uh, Jackbox game on Beyond this week, so if you guys want to tune into Beyond, uh, they have this, like you don't spend a ton of time on it, but like it's a really nice breakdown of what those games are and yeah. what makes them so fun, yep. so just
1: check that out.
0: I and, think they work well on Switch too because it's it's like the kind of thing you can bring your system everywhere, anywhere, and just you know, carrying it on the roof. Yeah,
1: know? yeah. So the next game that's coming out is actually not so tiny, tiny, and that's Fire Emblem Warriors. And we would love to tell you more about it, but we didn't get it. Um, yeah. Whatever happened, we don't know. Like, uh, uh, I think publications and YouTubers in Europe get uh, got their hands on the game. Uh, it Didn't come out. Uh, we didn't get a heads up in the US, so we'll probably be able to give you impressions the week after next because we might. Want to talk about Mario more next week? Yeah, I mean, I'm I played, assuming I played an hour of uh, Warriors at PAX. Yeah, I played um, it at events as well. It's it's
3: good. I I mean, on like I don't I like the Dynasty Warriors games on yep. portable. I think that's the one place where like if I'm in a plane, I might. Want the time to play it? Yep. Yeah, I think. I'm, I'm uh, with you on that. This one is smart. It, the newer games are doing the smart thing where they try and incorporate very light elements from the series itself. So this has the weapon triangle. This has a you can send troops to different forts and like there's a very 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 light strategy element yep. to it that I appreciated.
1: So, and like uh, you know, if you played Hyrule Warriors before, Hyrule Warriors had all these text prompts to to kind of add that strategy element of coming to somebody's aid. Yep. Whereas like this game has voice acting from the mm-hmm. beginning from beginning to the end. So the other characters Characters actually call for your help, so you get all these audio cues while playing as well. And then, I mean, for me, I'm I'm going to play it because it's Fire Emblem. Yeah. I love yeah. that universe. I love the characters. Uh, I got my Tiki and Crom amiibo. I actually had them uh, ordered from Japan. That's how I got them early because I couldn't wait because <laughs> I had to... Play wars. Well, with they the little figurines. They're so opinion. smart with fan service because
3: we all have our favorite fireable characters in yep. games like this, and and heroes, and even Tokyo Brawl sessions. Like you get to see your favorite characters in a different setting and yep. you know, right. fun and goofy.
1: And then there's, uh, you know, with the different character types, um, you get uh, obviously different uh, different fighting styles, right? Like the horse, uh, yeah, the horseback fly. combat feels very different. Uh, you know, between like within the class, they all feel very much the same, but uh, you know, a sword fighter feels very very different from an archer when you're playing. So you get you get, you get a little bit of variety on that, that yeah, and, and
3: mobility. Which, like, there's verticality to it. Like, if you're on a Pegasus, you can go vertically up, like above, yep. and crash down. Or like if you're uh, on horseback, you can go very fast. There's like the archers have a range. Like, they mixed it up enough that it's at least more than just mashing a button, right? Basically. And, right.
4: Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I sat in on the demo that you were at at PAX, and mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised at at how deep. Because to me, and I'm not, I'm uninitiated in Musou games, Mm -hmm. but to me those games are just button mashing through crowds, and it looked to me like you had a lot, there was a lot of strategy going on sort of, how you were planning to uh, like where you're coming from when you're attacking, where you're moving to next in terms of like the bigger battle. And also I was surprised at how story driven it was. Like, Mm -hmm. I think you can't make a game with the words fire emblem on the front of it and not have like a, 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 at least halfway decent narrative. So I thought that was kind of cool. So, so far the word is that the
1: narrative is not quite halfway decent. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like, but, but we'll see. I mean, it it looks like it's very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think you'll be smiting a lot of Do you think a lot of people will yell Krom? Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. one of the tendons of that game. It's just so. like a lot of yeah.
3: people just yelling Krom. Yeah, Crom! I, I, yeah I mean, I think Hyrule Warriors is the best Zelda game of all time. So hopefully this oh, is my... Oh, God. No,
1: kidding. Kidding. Same. Why For do the record, very very same. Back. That's just... <laughs> yeah. Very right. uh, So uh, obviously that's a big one. Siberia. is <laughs> a really interesting release. It's a classic adventure game. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to the Switch how many years late? <laughs> very many. <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a game like uh, early 2000s. If yeah. you guys remember Siberia back then, we're not, you know, the PS4 was a twinkle in someone's somebody's eye. This is generations ago. Uh that's coming out on the 20th for 30 bucks, which I think is a lot of money right. um for an old game, even though it got a little bit of a, a, a kick on the visual front.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean it, it doesn't look like yeah. that old. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, and there's, here. there's what three of these games and they're launching one every couple of weeks on yeah. the Switch. So you'll you'll Strange. have the trilogy eventually. Yep. So if, if you, that's what you're into?
1: Yeah, if you like I mean if you like kind of like the slower pace, ponderous adventure games, uh it, you know this. This is one of them. Yeah, it looks um, really interesting. I, you know, I, I, I'd say there, especially with the telltale, uh, telltale series coming, um, I think there's some, some other options here. But you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this. I'll, I'll yeah. give it a shot and, and see what it looks like. Uh, Just Dance 2018. I know you're dying to play this. Well, all, the, so all my favorite songs. Is the thing, <laughs> wool? Well, the
3: wool. wool. wool uh, it's made of wool, like yes. uh, much like yep. Yoshi himself. No, uh, the, the interesting <laughs> thing about Just Dance is that it's probably going to be the last ever physical Wii game. Uh, this is coming to Wii, Wii U, oh, yeah. 360 Holy cow! DS3, this is coming to yeah. Wii, yeah.
0: Oh man, so well, because uh, that game is still gangbusters on
3: Wii, right? Exactly. They, so there's like a decent chance this will be the last physical Wii game. I mean, we'll probably get one more Wii U game. Galaxy does Dance
1: 2019. I mean, seriously, yeah. yeah
3: but I, I'm, it's it's crazy seeing the Wii logo on something like that. Means this is what 11 years after that system launched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy.
1: Well, these games always do tremendously well, and they're not, um, you know, they're not the most technical motion games, right? They they take simple, um, simple movement cues, but uh, I, I'm sure Ubisoft let out a collective sigh of relief when they saw these little suckers. <laughs> yeah. They're mm-hmm. tiny; you can put them in your pocket, you can hold them in your hands, and so uh, I'm curious to see how the motion tracking is on uh, just right. hands because it is definitely a step forward over the Wii U and you know a machine set exclusively used. Uh, mobile phones as your, your motion detector. Now,
4: this is the first Just Dance game on the Switch, right? Yeah. Uh, 2017. No, no la- there was no. a launch one. There's there one was a launch one. one. Yeah, 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 and no, that was the, the first new. game yeah. that we knew was officially coming to Switch.
3: That was the second after Sonic. Right. So, uh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, that was right. when it was yeah. still NX, though. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: that got announced at last at E3 2016 yeah. as a NX game. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Then there was uh, Night Terrors, also out on the, on the 24th with Just Dance. Uh, Wolverblade? You've played a bunch of this? Yeah, so uh, let's spin out for a week. So
0: this right? actually came out like a couple of weeks ago, two couple. weeks ago, yeah. um,
4: and we just kind of missed it.
0: Yeah, I think there was a, just deluge of, of games last week. I think week, that's and-
4: probably like speaking candidly that'll probably happen yeah i mean there's just so many releases every week for the switch that it's it's hard for us to keep up with everything everything yeah Yeah, but i think the
0: interesting thing about this one is that it seems like a lot of people kind of miss it um and i'm here to say uh you should go back and play this game because it's really 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 good yeah it looks Um, really cool the art direction is awesome so basically it's a it's a and this sounds funny but it's a uh beat up Based on actual history, and that, I know that like evokes <laughs> things like you know Genji three massive enemy crab, you know uh, that kind of that kind of era. But um, Do you have th-
1: uh, like authentic blue-picked face paint and stuff. Basically, like that? yeah. Like-
0: so um, I, you can play this game like you know Double Dragon with swords and run around and beat up bad guys and cut them in half and pick up mm-hmm. their arms and heads and throw them at other enemies. It's incredibly violent. The the battlefield gets covered in blood as you play. Uh, you can play two players at once, which is really cool. Um, but the interesting thing is that after you beat a level. You can watch a video, like drone footage, of the area in... In you know, in England, where this battle actually took place historically. And then you get to see the cartoony version of it in the game. Uh, there's also like profiles on characters and on weapons that you find in the game. So all of that is optional. You can just dive in and be like, what is the history behind
1: this sword? Yep. Or you
0: can just be like, cool, I get to cut the guy's head off and throw his arm. I mean, you can tell it's a passion
1: project, right? Definitely. Where a developer really loves a certain aspect of a history or lo- loves a certain feature and then just goes yeah. nuts with a game. And, and I, I always love it when, when there's this this extra information like I'm playing Gran Turismo and it has all this car porn it's, so right? yeah, it's yeah, like seriously. you can watch videos from like that Audi and Mercedes made about about the history and like I just love about that history, extra or
3: even about like the type of leather yeah. they use it's so exactly. it's yeah. I like I,
0: I, I really like this because I feel like um, first of all people are getting stupider second of all supplemental con- content is usually something you have to dig up on your own mm-hmm. and people just don't do it um, I'm guilty of it I go home and I, I push a button on Netflix and it shows me a movie and I'm, I'm like oh that's good your dummy watch this. Is that, yeah. is hey, that why
1: companies like Google are failing?
0: I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the idea of like giving you more information on something you know about is something you have to seek. And these guys uh, have been working on this game for five years. Uh, it's called Wolverblade. It's really cool. I will say, though, uh, it's very difficult. It's one yeah. of the tougher Switch games. It pushes back a lot. And then the checkpoints are not as liberal as I'd hoped. I hope there's a, like an update because I'm getting my ass kicked in this game. Um, like, you'll die on a boss and it'll kick you back a little bit in the level. You have to play through a bunch, but get good, as they say. So
1: it's it switches Cuphead, basically, where you have a yeah. challenging game, uh, obviously more fighting than, than shooting and jumping, yep. for two players. A lot more blood yeah. than Cuphead. Cuphead is actually very violent. Is it? I don't know. I haven't played it. No, no it's not. Yeah. Great. My son, thanks, thanks my son and I are, are playing it, and it's... Uh, Is it violent? Is it bloody? No, you just get very frustrated with each other. Yeah, because
3: you're, like, one second away from the end, and you die, and then you start all over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like, one player can revive the other player.
1: You've got right. this last-ditch effort to get somebody back. So.
0: Well, uh, speaking of frustrating, mm-hmm. I played a game this week that uh, I sadly have to report to uh, not buy. Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Hey. They really dropped the ball this time around. I don't know what they're doing with that, man. No, uh, it's called Don't Knock Twice. It's uh, one of the first sort of first person horror games on Switch. I know we've seen a bunch of those hit Steam over the last few years. Uh, I really had high hopes for this one despite the fact that it's kind of loosely based on a horror movie that uh, almost no one saw, uh, that didn't get good reviews either. But this is a game where you sort of search a house for clues until you find out there was a murder and you have to resurrect a writ a witch or something like that. It's confusing. But here's the problem with this game. The controls and the Why frame rate. Is that
1: rate, so funny to you?
0: The controls and the frame rate are very 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 bad. Um, Primarily, you walk around this house with a candle in one hand and an axe in the other, but every time you go to open the door, you'll accidentally drop the axe. Sometimes it'll fall (laughs) through the floor. Uh, The frame rate chugs to like five frames, even docked. Uh, It's very dark, even when you kick the brightness up. It's just not very fun. It's sort of just a trudge to get through this thing. Uh, And it's also a very short game, so... Um, avoid this game. Hold out for better horror games. They're coming. We're getting Resident Evil in a, in a little while. So sounds terrifying to me. You're telling
4: me that if you dropped an axe and it just phased through the floor, that yeah. you wouldn't be scared. That is, a, I mean, that you would be that, me, that would be a very
0: scary thing to happen.
4: Insanity effect. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: uh, you you really liked Rogue Trooper Redux?
4: Ugh. No, <laughs> pass. So this is a 17-year-old game. You haven't actually played it. Have to you switched? No, but I've heard everybody talking about it on every goddamn podcast at IGN this week and I don't understand why. And uh the game looks but but apparently here it is for you to play. So go ahead, pair. Tell us all about it. Wow, so positive. Um well I think I- it's interesting. Okay. I think it's interesting that this type of game we don't have a ton of like over the shoulder third person shooting. Yeah, with like cover shooting right. so mechanics. So I think and all that. that is interesting. Yep. I don't really understand why it's this game though. Like, I like first <laughs> of all the character's name is Rogue, and then like when you heal, a little robot comes out of the man's helmet and like gives him a shock to heal him. I, well, this just, is historically it's a accurate, very like it's Wolverine. a very early two thousands game. I mean, it came out in two thousand, and it's just there there are games that are ported to Switch that I'm like, great, that makes sense. Let's play that and then there are games like this that come to switch that i'm like why who cares about this
0: game do you remember like a couple months ago on nvc all we kept doing was looking right in the camera and being like put everything on switch yes well yeah yeah there, yeah. there it is I, I think you actually asked for that <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fine i think yeah. this game is fine yeah, it's it's it's, fine. it's 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 a classic third person shooter i won't finish it i won't play more than just the first few levels which i played already um it's not Specifically for me, I'm not really wild about the art direction. I mean, yeah. I I'm, I'm not crazy about the movie Avatar. So blue people in general with guns is not you know God, not my to- not my favorite. <laughs> but like, I also have no problem with it being on Switch. It's an op- another option for somebody uh, in a genre that's okay. like not not
4: really here. So apparently that was only the PlayStation Four version that yeah, I grabbed I think, I think for the trailer. But they pretty that's much the same.
3: That's I, mean. okay, uh, yeah. I do really quickly. Uh, we mentioned on the list, but Night Terrors. Uh, that's a game that Nicalis actually kind of surprise announced a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Um, which just looks charming. Like, I, I really like them. They're the devs behind by Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Um, and I don't know, like, this is something... I think it's really cool seeing devs like that giving so much support to this system yeah like i'm excited to see more and more and more stuff from like no name
1: actually i mean the Nic- the nicholas stuff is pretty good you guys talked yeah. about tiny Barbarian. we right? did we, yeah well, tiny yeah Barbarian. i great. mean i
0: think like we've been saying they're they're not only doing a great job bringing games to switch but also what they're doing on the sort of physical the packaging side. Pack- yeah. yeah it's really really cool uh, yeah. lots of cool like keychains and stickers and and yeah, manuals 4, and, stuff i know there was one they're doing that has like a squishy slime with it Ooh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I so. think I, I think that that's uh it's awesome that somebody still takes that seriously. I, I grew up during the uh the age when EA E O A Electronic Arts. <laughs> Remember that company? They yeah. used to uh, they used to make these giant PC game boxes with uh, developer's name on the front and all this extra stuff in it. And like, I you know, I yearn yeah. for those days. Yeah. where boxes were so giant, you needed to
3: buy another yeah, like, house. It's like Axis, N A S America, and Atlas are like the only other ones yeah. left to make collector editions anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, 3DS uh, saw two new release, releases: uh, Galaxy Blaster Code Red uh, for a dollar forty nine. So if you're, yes, it's a very uh, cheap little eShop game for your 3DS. That's the
0: second weirdest pricing of the week. We skipped over this, but the The game, no, the Count Lucanor launch price
1: is $13.49. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great year. Yeah. Uh, The the, (laughs) the equally beautifully named Workle Worlds also came out for $10 on the uh, the 3DS. So a couple of games to play, uh, which... I feel like we should move on to some bigger things. What are you, what now? are
4: you guys playing no this week? Oh, uh Worker, Worker Worlds, Worlds and Jij. <laughs> I feel
1: <laughs> I feel like you guys were lucky that you came out the week before Mario, just saying. I know. I think people are going to be pretty uh p- pretty busy with their switches. Um uh Mario too Plus busy Rabbids. to play yep. Mario Plus Rabbits, if you're one of those uh, folks who bought the the Season Pass uh, for the game when it came out, the first part is out now. Mm-hmm. You can buy it separately for 6.99. It's a new co-op campaign. It has uh, five exclusive co-op maps. And they're, um, I think, per level, right? And then they yeah. um, no, it's eight new ultra-hard challenges oh, good. in yeah. each world's secret chapter. This so. is
3: actually a lot like the Zelda Season Pass in that this is sort of the challenge version. And then there is a story thing coming yep, later. Yeah. And I think it's, that's the one that will be
4: to hear uh, that this is what this uh, update includes because uh, if there's one thing that I <laughs> could say about Mario Plus Rabbits, it just wasn't hard enough. Mm-hmm. So yep. bring on the ultra did hard Did you play levels. some of the
0: challenge stuff in, in Mario? No. It's literally no, impossible.
4: I, I might refuse
1: to believe anyone. I,
4: I played through that entire game on baby mode and really? I beat it by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I went back to some of the challenges and like I, I started to seek out the easy ones first because I felt like I needed that progression. Right. Yeah, they get so mean.
3: They get really hard. Yeah, there's, some, there's been uh, one of the like bonus challenge things is like to escort Toad across the map. Oh, yeah. and it's like. So hard. It's like so unbelievable. Why is it always toad? There, there, yeah. cu-
1: there are a couple of toad missions yeah. like that. But yeah, it can be, especially when there's a chain chomp involved. Uh, yeah. Things can get pretty tough with that guy. But
3: I, I loved that game. I mean, I beat that game. Uh, I, I did easy mode in like a couple stages, but I mostly did it on, on normal. And I love it. I can't wait for more.
4: Yeah. So
1: you mentioned earlier, you know, one of the games not running very well and actually struggling even in, in docked mode or, yeah. or, or in undocked. Actually, we are seeing more games struggle when they get an up res for, for TV. Uh, I love to hear that, uh, the developers of mantis burn racing, they, uh, they promised 60 frames per sec, uh, per second on the switch in both modes. And they actually called it wow. out saying they're optimizing it for, for docked and for handheld to run at 60. So that's, that's pretty uh, rare that's an announcement. It's going to have, it's another game that's going to have cross play, uh, Four players, local split screen uh, is going to run at thirty frames per second. I don't, I don't know much about this
0: game. What is this a realistic racing game no, no?
1: It's this it's, uh, is called the Mantis
0: top. Burn Racing.
1: Yeah, correct. so I assume it's kind of the realistic racer is uh, Gear Club. Yes, which um, you know I think we'll see see very very soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's coming out too. A couple of other announcements: a game called Splasher, almost like a uh, two D side scroller. Uh, I kept thinking Splatoon because they use, like, paint guns. It looks –
4: so the key art for it, which is the only thing that I've seen from this game – you're playing as like a character that's wearing like a raincoat, yeah, with like a like pink hair, yeah. and then it's like splasher, and it's like wow, that is borderline copyright. Have you price. seen it in
0: motion? No, it's a uh, it's like it's, 2D Splatoon. There's a yeah, there. Well, yeah, no, without being reductive, but there's a lot of those elements in there. Really like, fun, but it's yeah.
1: more paper cut. It's yeah. more like Wolverblade. like it has that Definitely. kind of look with uh, kind of assembled characters that look like little pieces of paper. Yep, you know, not not purposely going for a paper look, but uh, so that got announced, and it's it's coming out right away, so you don't have to wait for it. Yeah, I um, think it comes no, out in like a week, six. right? Yeah, I'm totally uh, down
0: with that. I mean, it's the same day as Mario, but it's a 2D platformer, so. And
1: then Dead End Job got announced for 2018 release for the Switch. Dead End Job? Yeah, there's a. a it, I mean, I've, I haven't played it, but uh, why is that funny to you again?
4: Uh, Dead End Job got announced for me in December of 2014.
1: Okay, but well, <laughs> I, Yeah, I got to think about these things I say to Zach. Um, last time he laughed, it was because you mentioned The Witch. No, it, oh, was really?
4: it was the way that Brian described it. He was like, I don't know. There's like a murder and you got to resurrect
1: a witch. I, it was fine. So what <laughs> happens if you're watching the show uh, on IGNO on YouTube, what happens whenever they cut to the other camera and you can't see us, Zach will re- laugh about random things and look at me. So, yeah. he's, a, he's a giggly boy. He's a giggler. He's a little giggler. Doom got a date. Yeah. Finally. Yep. November 10th. Yeah. Yep. Was, <laughs> crazy. It's the poor the man's been single for years. He's,
4: he's been swiping right for two full years. <laughs> couldn't get a date, but now Doom has a date. Uh, it's hard to find th- it it has a, a hell. Doom. Doom has a date, and it has gameplay videos, which I've watched to, as like yeah. sort of a graphics comparison type of thing. It looks good. And yeah. it has motion controls. Yeah, so you could do a punch. Yeah, might be able to do some go around and just on. do a I mean, punch I and mean, okay. everything. This is a
3: really like Doom for people who don't know is it's the core game on the cartridge, and then you can download some, some of some the other like multiplayer features. Yep. So the
4: multiplayer is there, but the map editor snap. is not. Yes, yeah, yeah. Map, map, is map is not. Is not yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, but I mean it's still incredible. This is on there. It, Doom. It's one of those things that was in development for so long. It, everyone assumed it would come out and be bad, and then it was one of the most fun games of last year. Yeah, you know, I'm having to so go like, I'm super excited to I think it's. That. I
4: think this is a perfect date for it too, because it's right in a window where, like, well, I probably won't be finished with Mario, but I will have had a lot of Mario. And Doom is a short enough game that it'd be like a perfect
3: palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, very surprised Bethesda wants it exactly a week before Skyrim, though. Like that, that seems. I'm surprised they would put both of those so close. Yeah,
0: I was saying the same thing to Pear the other day. Uh, it feels odd that their sort of flagship launch or launch titles for Switch or big big games. For Switch are seven days apart. Hey, so Bethesda
4: did the same thing for The Evil Within two and uh
3: uh well Wolfenstein Wolfenstein
4: yeah yeah I mean they're they're like two weeks apart from each
3: other. Well, I mean it's so funny though. Like Skyrim, I feel like almost could have dropped in December when it's a little quieter. I mean, granted we have Xenoblade, but like it would have been interesting to see that get like. I don't think
4: I don't think they want to put in like a massive RPG. That's, what, six years old now, up against a
3: first-party RPG? A new
1: one. Yeah. yeah, with Xenoblade out. You want to keep them a little bit apart, but I also think... Bethesda probably has pretty detailed demographic um, data on who bought their games before, right. mm-hmm. and they may have looked at this and said, "You know what? The the overlap between these two audiences." Wait, which well, which you, which
0: of those games do you guys actually think is going to sell better, Xenoblade or or
3: Skyrim? Skyrim. Skyrim. I, I think the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Xenoblade's pretty niche. I feel. Like. Yeah. Well, I you just
1: so never know with with Nintendo fans though.
3: I'm surprised with Skyrim they could have done it on November 11th, which is when it originally came out. It came out on 11 11 11. So oh, you are Spring the God only edition. one who remembers yeah. that. That is yeah. the issue, though. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fair. Do you, Fair you actually point.
1: remember that or did you stumble upon this? No, I, I, that was the
3: year I started here. My first, my, I started in uh, July. It's dead, yeah, dude, I, I my, my start date tattooed. He throws uh, a party for Skyrim. Uh, no, I here. just remember because okay. that, was, that was one of the busiest days. Like this year it's October 27th. In 2011 it was November 11th. There were like just a bunch of big games coming mm. out right there. When what?
1: did Breath of the Wild come out? March 3rd, 2017. Yeah, March 3rd. When did the Dreamcast come out? nine, nine, uh, nine September 9th. Nine. Nine, nine, when did nine, the nine. PlayStation 4 come out?
3: November 2013. I know
1: the day. November uh, 23rd? Yes. What day did you catch all Pokemon in Pokemon Go? I haven't yet. Okay. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh Mario Party uh go go look up the uh, new trailer for uh, Mario Party uh, uh top 100. You can God, see some of the Switch. challenges. Me too. Yeah. I wish it was on Switch so bad. Like it just yeah. looks so cool and like I love some I have such
3: good memories of some of those like the N64 mini games and I just I'm not going to play this on 3DS. Here's the thing all. about There's here's no the way.
4: and I can't remember. I'm sorry if I've said this on the mm-hmm. show before. Uh the thing about playing Mario Party on a 3DS is some of those games require this motion, you know what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. the 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 palm to joystick uh, like oh. circular motion. How are you gonna do that on a thing? I'm sure they
1: optimize that, don't you think Yeah, you have to do the yeah. two figure thing and talking. just fun. on the screen itself yeah, like, <laughs> yeah um hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, what, watch the trailer. You can see I think see they some pulled back stuff. on that
0: after all those kids went
1: to the hospital with Mario. Hands. Remember how they, they yeah. had the to issue bird. gloves and yeah, gloves yeah. out? Yep. that's right. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah. And the little white pixie dust that would form around <laughs> yeah. uh, analog sticks always yep. was always really. That good. was hand. Um. Yeah. They also showed how the human um, hand, just, just ground hand, hand. <laughs> that was not it. Uh, they also showed how people work. Um, you know, you can use. Goomba and Koopa Trooper to unlock these mini mini game packs, <laughs> uh, but you can also tap them for like ten to fifty coin rewards. Uh, this is a, cheater. W- along with motion controls, I feel like that's one of the most persistent. Um, discussions in Nintendo fandom, right? Like people, there are a lot of people who say, I don't want to play a game with motion controls. I hate the motion aiming in Splatoon. It was funny when I, when I picked up Rogue Trooper, I was trying to immediately aim with the, uh, by tilting the device. Uh, and obviously Mario comes out and you can play it any which way. You don't have to use motion controls if you don't want to. It gets a little easier actually to play with motion controls. Um, but like this this whole kind of loot box um uh discussion also spread into Nintendo Land as as amiibo basically being these kind of you know gating stuff behind DLC in this mm-hmm. case the the content being Amiibo, physical right. Amiibo. Yeah, people were scared
3: about that even when Metroid was coming and yep. people thought the hard mode was the hidden behind the Amiibo. Hidden, yeah. yeah.
1: So it sounds like though Nintendo is kind of loosening up and being careful and just always saying like, oh, you can get to it faster if you do it this way. Well, and that's why so amiibo, instant gratification, right? Amiibo
2: are
3: really controversial in speedruns too because yeah. for Zelda, it's a complete game changer. Yep. Get the mm-hmm. horse way faster. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm always fascinated to see how they incorporate Amiibo, especially in the games like Mario coming up that use every Amiibo ever released have been like Yoshi did it. Like like every Amiibo
1: has some kind of function.
4: Do you think you're going to scan every Amiibo in Mario just to see what it does? Oh,
1: of course you will. Yes. Every single one? Yes. All of them? Yes. Wow. Unless there there's like a pattern where, you know, it just... You only get coins, and you don't care. Like if yep. you know, I'm not going to do that. But like, if there is a chance that some thing- random ones unlock something. Yeah. Well, the cool
0: thing is, yeah. Pear has that massive amiibo shelf here at work, and with the switch, you can just walk up to it and just. Pick I was going to say, do, do you, it, you yeah. think
4: that you, Liz, like? A, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just rub your switch against. <laughs> oh yeah, Because la- like,
0: yeah. I, I remember on the Wii U having to like lug in the box of amiibo and scan them one by one, and then bring them out because my Wii U didn't work in the other room, and yeah. I had yeah, it was a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. Uh, Miss you, baby. So, uh, (laughs) also, final humongous (laughs) news item is that the Detective Pikachu movie will start filming... In January 2018, yeah. so it's real. I thought yeah. this thing would get canned. The rumors, the the actors this is my favorite news of the week.
3: Yeah, it will never happen. But the actors rumored to be attached are like Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. I think is one of them. It's like all the biggest stars. The Rock, the voice of
4: yeah.
1: the Rock, as yeah. the voice of Pikachu. Yeah,
4: can you imagine if the Rock was the voice of Detective? I can I, can absolutely I thought Danny DeVito was supposed to do this.
1: That's no, that game. was the fan yeah. favorite. Yeah, should have happened.
3: Also, just a reminder: we still don't have that game in the U.S. And only yeah. episode one came out in Japan.
1: It's an episodic game. Well let them shoot the movie, it'll come out at the same time. I agree. Yeah. Uh Rob Letterman is directing it. Uh, you may have seen Shark Tale, the, the movie that was not finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then yeah, Goosebumps. Mm. That's probably a movie you love. Oh, love it. No, I don't like it. I've never seen it. It's I mean it's supposed to be cute. Yep. Jack Black is in it. Like. Popular, popular with the kids. Never saw right? it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they yeah. You were I a
4: kid that... once? Never was. Yeah. Long yeah. Long yeah. Long
3: ago. yeah,
1: it's crazy. Zach came out exactly like this. Came, out the,
4: came out the womb looking just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. A handsome Young George Lucas. Handsome man. Uh, Nintendo Switch, I hope you guys are all rocking it, got its first system update. So, Mm. you know, uh, we are at... uh, It's the fourth system update. Maybe I I shouldn't show the screen. But um, we're at uh, Mm -hmm. 4.0.0. And the system update, I wouldn't call it... You know, earth-shatteringly huge, but it was significant. It wasn't just a couple of fixes or shortcuts. It had a couple of uh, significant features that they added. Yeah. So medium-sized, what do you, what do you guys think? Uh,
4: yeah. I had a very interesting reaction to this because it, mm-hmm. the news, when it broke, the, the, you know, when they put the, the patch notes up online, uh, I got really excited because the, the, the top two things are file transferring. Correct. Yes. And mm-hmm. headphone support. And we well, were just talking about, well... I, I, the
1: headphone support yeah. was, was buried. They didn't actually announce it. Right, right. Yeah, but like yeah. that,
4: that was one of the things that, that that started trickling out like later in the day. It was like, oh, you can finally <laughs> use headphones. But because it's Nintendo, there was a caveat to both of those things. Like, yeah, you can transfer your save, but can you transfer it back? It also takes the save <laughs> out of your Switch and puts it on another Switch. Oh, right. It right, doesn't right. duplicate it. It's not copying. And then also the headphones, it's not... You have to have a USB adapter. So it's like I have the Sony Gold headphones mm. that have the USB Bluetooth adapter. Oh, so those will work. So those will work, but you cool. have to buy a USB C adapter. Yeah. Unless you I mean, so, you then, you've got, the so then you've got So then you've got the USB C adapter and then the dongle for the Sony uh the headphones. Yeah. So it's like then you've got
1: this peg a, a coming tail. off of it yeah. yeah so yeah. no native Bluetooth a little support yet. but i don't um, even know if it has bluetooth so you, i
4: mean it must because of the, the joy yeah it has Bluetooth. Yeah. right it but it's like but TV not TV. for head but forward, hold yeah. on
1: what you could do though is you can um you need the usb-c adapter because obviously the switch has a, a usb-c port a smaller one which i actually think is really cool um when you're on the go but you can plug in just a standard usb uh, headset now into the base so if you plug oh. it into the base, you could use your. Okay. If you put your dongle in there, does it fit? I hope it fits. When you put it in there, you could be using your your wireless headsets do in the room. This
4: is this yeah. is a, an ignorant question, but do they
3: sell hardwired
4: U- USB C? Uh? Oh, yeah cuz all the new Macbooks take those. Yeah. so
3: like all the new Macbooks the only port on them is USB-C yep. it's not thunderbolt it's no. it's, it's USB-C. literally it's so Steve. they make USB-C to USB USB-C to thunderbolt USB-C to lightning like they all yep. so i could just buy
4: ostensibly i could just buy a pair of USB-C headphones and yes. use them exclusively for my switch you could yes. or question
1: mark. you could just use the very standard yeah,
4: but here's the here's the rub.
1: Headphone port. I
4: also I I have an iPhone seven, so I have a Thunderbolt headset. Uh, oh yeah. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, when you travel now, you just have ninety
0: tails and ropes and yarns and cords and There has to be a legs. better so, way. Yeah, <laughs> so, well they can't agree. All those people need to go on like a fishing trip together and just nail down the format i'm hoping Sorry that'll
1: for banging be banging the table i think that'll Only be usb c here comes all the youtube comments watch biology. out 5 years that'll be usb c yeah don't by the way if you're listening to this and you think headphone means headset don't get confused you still can't use um that connection to chat with people true yep. um you still have to use the app of course for for your games but That's right. well, the This big, show is still named ironically nintendo voice nintendo chat, chat. Uh, so USB headphone support was part of it, but they snuck that one in, and so I, I don't. I, I think they didn't explicitly didn't break it out because they yep. didn't want you complaining about it. Uh, oh, it's dang. a small update. They did also uh, an undocumented change was that they added more granularity to the play time display. Remember, it used to say played for a little while up mm-hmm. to like five hours yeah. or something. It said up to so now memory. it'll say played for an hour, played for two hours. So they added the lower play time displays onto it. The, honestly,
4: it's such a nerdy thing to say this is the feature that I'm most excited about yeah because I remember in the first days of Zelda way back in March uh, texting people like oh I think I'm this many hours in I feel like I'm this many hours right. in and because it didn't I think it's I think it was up to 10 hours before it started registering how many hours you'd actually played and even then it was only in five hour increments it was about 10 hours about yeah. 15 hours um, so yeah I, I like to know I think, Sort of as as a as a merit badge, but also sort of to be like, ooh, I played twenty five hours of this already. I better slow well, down. People were getting uh, that
0: specific number by going through the parental controls app, which yeah. for a while was really the only way to get that you know that level of
1: actual granularity, yeah, granularity
0: yeah. to be like this is the number yeah. like you had to have a parental controls app and i was always afraid i'd be like did i just block myself
1: out of playing my own <laughs> yeah. game like did i just dad myself what's your code one yeah. two three four kids all parents yep. use that code yes yeah, so that's um, cool yeah so but the the big um, no the big the big update was system transfer so it's not a log in log out system right you can't you can't save your files in the cloud or anything you're still – your purchases are tied to a system, but you can now tr- You can transfer an account. I mean anyone
3: who owned a 3DS understands this concept yeah. uh, or who transferred a, a Wii U to a Switch even. But, or I mean a Wii but, to a Wii U. But in
1: this case, what would happen with me – so I had a Switch, and all my kids had accounts on my Switch, and they played games on it. And my daughter racked up like 100 hours in Splatoon 2, and then she got her own Switch um, for uh, for her birthday, and – she had to start all over. So what oh. you can now do is you take the sub account, you can transfer it with That's the cool. save. So if, for parents who are looking to buy another Switch, this is perfect. Yeah, but for it, sure. But I, I
3: think it's just fascinating because people who have been part of the Nintendo ecosystem I think kind of understood this. Yeah. 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 People who came not having had a Nintendo console like Dan Stapleton or someone who really suddenly came back into this world – totally are shocked this isn't like a yep. cloud-saved system, and I think it's kind of hard to explain.
0: Well, you're still at the point where, like, if someone takes your Switch and walks away, uh your stuff's gone. Yeah. yeah. That's, that frustrating. Has, that's, that's the the number one thing I want fixed above all else, is that I don't want to have to get on customer service and be like, it's me, I swear. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, that's stupid.
1: Yeah, one of our listeners actually wrote the uh, NVC at IGN.com uh, mail, mailbox and uh, said, you know, his, his Switch is broken, he had to send it in, and he's yeah. really annoyed to get that letter back from Nintendo, that Basically says you're screwed with your saves Dude, and the, all that, right? The like, letter from Nintendo
0: I, is just insult to injury at that point. <laughs> it, and it, it, his story was like a, a, incredibly disheartening. Yeah. By the way, just to see, it's like, okay, well, my thing is gone now. It's been stolen or whatever. Or I got like, got yeah. lost in a flood or a fire. Now what? And they're like, sorry. Like yeah. you don't exist. Your save files are yeah. gone. They said we oh, can this recover. This wasn't even a from- repair.
1: This was a loss. Yeah, yeah. It was, a yeah and it's
0: it's yeah, such, it's such a bump. Really sad. I hope they get around to it, fixing that. I
1: feel like it is. It is coming. It's yeah. just yeah. like one by one. And speaking of one by one, they shipped this device with a capture button, and they said in the future you'd be able to capture video clips. But at launch, you'd be able to snapshot. Pictures, which and I did a lot of. Yeah, here's the update. In four oh, the update is you now have a limited DVR so function. So
3: right now you have thirty seconds. Uh, Kotaku UK published a report. Laura Kate Dale this morning that supposedly the plan is to expand that, that they're trying to get all first-party games right now, mm-hmm. then third-party games they want to bring in, like, you know, rabbit, stuff like that. Once all devs are supporting 30 seconds, then they're going to roll out an hour, two hours, whatever. Or, I mean, sorry, a minute, two minutes, three minutes.
1: Yeah. Right. That's, going to be, uh, that's going to be interesting whether Nintendo is going to create a system where they claim those clips, too, like yeah. you do on YouTube. Yeah, seriously, yeah. But, um, so the, if you haven't tried it yet, update your system, go into system settings, update. You also have to update the games, though. If they don't update by themselves, just, you know... Hit the, hit the plus button on the menu while you're on them and, and force a, a software update mm-hmm. because uh, uh, Zelda, Mario Kart, Splatoon, ARMS, they already support this. Basically, when you're playing and you did something awesome, press and hold the button. If you mm. just tap it, you'll take a screenshot. If you press and hold it, you'll get the last 30 seconds will be saved. It has a little icon in the top corner that says it's recording. So you don't have to hold it and do something. You hold it to activate the saving of the last 30 seconds. Not awesome for multiplayer yeah because like in Mario Kart you, you you might crash into a wall if you you know for a second you you take your uh, you take your finger off to, yeah. to activate that maybe you can do like the reach yeah. thing oh no then you're going to I think like, go I think over that's and the the, oh, yeah. Over yeah. And hit the button for yeah, yeah. I think, uh, uh,
0: there's a name for that yeah. I think there's um uh, if you go through the replays, that's mm-hmm. that's your best bet with something like that, yep. right? When Mario Kart is replaying your best moments, that that's when you start capturing. Or if yeah. you
1: like in Zelda, if you do something cool, you can for a second say, you know what, I'm going to lose some yep. some energy. I'm going to do this, yep. yeah. and then uh, before you share, you go into uh, you know in your share section, you can, you can actually trim. reduce. Yeah. you can trim the clip. Yeah,
4: you can you can edit it a little bit. Uh, I wish slash am sort of glad that this wasn't available when we were all playing through breath of the wild because i feel like i would have posted i posted a bunch of photos on right. my twitter account yeah. and i feel like i would have posted a bunch of videos as well yeah yeah, yeah. Well, cuz the there's account. so i mean there's so many things like i i'm excited that this is coming out just in time for mario um and I worry about spoilers, but there's also, I know that there's going to be things in that game that I'm going to want to show people, like, look at how crazy this yeah. is. Yeah.
0: Well, and I like, can't wait to see, like, the speedrunning community jump on this. Speedruns,
2: oh. I, mean,
3: I wish this had been out for the Zelda Master Trials, because yeah. I do think there are so many incredible moments where I, like, just barely beat a, mm-hmm. an area that I would have loved Well, to like, there. the
0: idea of getting a moon that usually takes us three or four minutes, and some, some somebody yep. jumps in and gets it in 30 seconds, this is what yeah. they're limited to, yep. I mean, is, this is really cool. cool.
3: Like, as new people get Zelda this fall, people do shrine skips, people are going to start to record really cool stuff. With yeah, yep.
1: so I'm really excited. So, I mean, obviously, Mario also has the screen cap and the photo mode feature. I mean, this is kind of adding on top of that. I yeah. was already, yeah. I was happy with what they had, just the, the posing and the screenshot feature. And yeah. now, now you get something and cool for on. For as much way. grief as people give Nintendo, this is a perfect example of when they get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This
3: totally understands how people use Twitter right now for games and how. Yeah. The reason the PS4 share button has been so successful is because people want this. People mm-hmm. want to go, Holy crap, look at this kill I got. You know? Yeah. And I think it's really cool to Or, or
1: sometimes that. you just want to show off the graphics in a game. Like, yeah. like a game like Horizon or Uncharted, mm-hmm. you want to just say, Holy crap, look at the vista in this, and yeah. just to be able to share that in motion as well. I really noticed cool.
0: the quality varies depending on the games you're playing. Yeah. Mario Kart doesn't seem to do as well since it's such a quick moving game, but mm. Zelda looks really gorgeous. So yeah. um, I,
1: to be improved, I think. There were also twelve new user icons, so you can, you know, pick like like Mario and Zelda. I stuff. immediately
4: updated mine to Did the it. Goomba with the mustache. Yeah, there's a T Rex with the mustache
1: the and a hat, which is awesome.
3: Yeah. There's that
4: weird yeah. Moai statue yeah, that looks like to Guy the, Fieri. That's I like the, like Island.
3: Island guy, But like, I think mine is just my me
1: right now. Mine my okay. mine
4: has yeah. been my me. I might yeah. I have a dorky plan. I'm gonna keep my mushroom icon until last, I'm done with it. Uh, one last Mario. big
1: thing. One last big thing my is Magumba. Pre purchase and preload. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're worried about servers getting hammered for a big launch like Mario, you can actually preload and you'll be able to download the game before It's it's out. And then you know it unlocks uh, when it's supposed to, so that's a that's really good news I think too. And then one super quick thing: Mario Kart was also updated to version 1.30, and they mm-hmm. fixed a h- horrible lingering bug with the blue shell where player number two gets hit by the blue shell. Like, I liked that right? Me too. I got like really mad at this note. Yeah, yeah. I, this is
0: a legit strategy for me. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, you, you got as a over player people, too when yeah. you get that blue shell. Yeah. There's
1: also a, there's a buff for uh, players who trail far behind to get better items. So yeah. that that always you trail. You're like coin. You're like come on. Yeah, that okay. Always seemed <laughs> odd to me because banana, I yeah.
4: felt like in older Mario iter- yeah. Mario Kart iterations that that was just built in.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, like
3: you. It used to be like you would get lightning if you were in last or place bullet like, or Bullet Bill or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so, like that was missing for sure.
1: So Andrew, I, I kind of made, I referenced your obsession with Pokemon Go already, but yeah. I um, <laughs> I saw this. I mean, first of all, I asked Steve, "Where's Andrew?". And Steve said, Andrew is in Austin. You don't want to know. Because but... he wants to catch a Pokemon. It's called so the that Vision was... Quest. And I said, I said, Steve, I hope we didn't pay for this.
4: <laughs>
1: Did we? <laughs> yeah, we paid, yeah, you for, paid for it. <laughs> what happened? What are you doing? Uh,
4: so, this is a question we've been asking Andrew for months. Know,
1: I I'm a
3: completionist in a lot of games. Like in, in Zelda, I've gotten every Korok seed. I I have done every side quest. Uh, that's the way I play games. Pokemon Go is a game where the world map is the world map. <laughs> it's it's the real world. And so there there are Pokemon they're locked to specific regions. And to complete my Pokédex, I I've been to Japan, I got the Japan exclusive Farfetch'd. I've been to Europe, uh I got uh I
1: coincidentally.
3: Let's yeah. put it let's yeah, put let's it.
4: You were work. there for work yeah. and coincidentally <laughs> caught these Pokemon. So, he did so,
1: not pitch us really hard to go for no reason.
3: And so the very last one I needed uh, is it spawns in the tropics, uh, and and that includes the southernmost uh, portion of the United States. Uh, the Cleveland.
1: tropics. So we are we are enabling your addiction in a way. Yeah. Y- you could say
3: that, okay. or you could say that you're excited to have someone embracing. A game with millions of players that is keeping up with the community.
1: Where will it end if there's like... A, They're adding a, 130
3: new ones in like a month, so it's not going to end.
1: If there's like a Ice Chiquita monster and you have to go yeah. to the North Pole, will you go? He'll go. I wanna okay. go to the North Pole anyway. Yeah,
0: I would do that. He won't just go though, he'll like hoodwink you guys into sending him yeah. using some like backdoor you know, he'll be like, Oh well, you know, uh we're doing a visual gallery of ice levels in games and then obviously he's, he's in Greenland. You know.
4: <laughs> there's a there's an independent uh games developers conference in uh, Reykjavik that I need yeah. to attend. Uh, it'll be like that movie Camp Nowhere where they fake uh-huh. summer camp for the whole summer.
3: So yeah. he'll it's come the, back and be like, Wow, what a trip that was. I did all these interviews and it's like, Oh it's uh, me. Uh, a developer. Hey Steve if you're listening to this uh it's, it's all authentic. Uh no I mean so here's the thing right the real the real nuts and bolts of this is Pokemon Go is a game that was gigantic. It was, it, I mean, traffic wise, I don't know if people know this, but it is one of the biggest games in iGen history. It, it outpaced E3 for us. Like, Just like the, no
1: people joke. accessing like game help and articles about Pokemon Go, it was
3: yeah. freaking It was humongous. a phenomenon. And yeah. I think now, like, kind of the, I, I almost did this to make a point, to be fair. Like, Pokemon Go, no, seriously though, like, Pokemon Go has millions and millions and millions of players. It is still in the top 25, top 50 apps for week to week. Even when there's nothing new, it's on the charts. But there's very little left to do in it. I think there's a lot of fatigue right now among the hardcore. Oh, is players. that why
1: everybody else stopped playing?
3: Uh, but everybody else didn't stop playing. I think right now there is this community of players who are really engaged in this game, but they're looking for new content. And mm-hmm. like Gen 3, they just announced this morning, yep. Gen 3 is coming. We, uh, we get five new ones starting tomorrow for the Halloween event. There will be more in December, and they'll, they'll roll out all of them in 2018. But like the game needs more than just new Pokemon. And yeah. I think it's time for them to embrace a lot of the things that have been really successful in the main series games. Like Andrew, make them proper RPGs. That's all great. What did you do in Austin? I went there to catch Corsola. I went there How to catch- did you catch Corsola? We drove around the city for five hours. <laughs> and Who's it we? Who did, t- did you drag into uh, this? Blaine Gibson from Rooster Teeth, who, yep. who did me the favor hey of driving around. Blaine's awesome. And
1: Thank you. He got really into it, too. He re- Thank you for taking care of my Andrew. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, it, was, it was genuinely really... It, it kind of brought me back to why I loved the game in the first place, mm-hmm. because... You know that real world feeling is cool. It, it's cool driving around and having that sense of like no other game does this. Like we talked like we reached out to a bunch of the local Pokemon Go players in Austin, and they gave us a bunch of tips. And we were going to the places they recommended where they've caught their course It's a secret
1: past. society, huh? It, it feels they like probably it. talk about us when we walk by. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Do you have like a word for non Pokemon Go players like, like losers? A yeah, like <laughs> yeah. No yeah. 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 Well, uh, no, obviously we're, 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 we're making fun of you, but uh, it's it's pretty awesome that you've been that the game just kind of stayed with you and that you keep going back to it
3: yeah and i mean i love it's going to be interesting as we get into gen 3 gen 4 when it's pokemon i have less of an attachment to like for me red and blue and gold and silver were my pokemon game. Yeah. like those are the ones that really got me into it as we get into ruby sapphire and diamond and pearl and stuff like that i i really have less of an attachment this is, this is not about attachment
0: this is about compulsion you're going to get them all because you have to get them all. You didn't. You didn't have an attachment to all the Korok seeds. You just did it because it was there.
1: Uh, Andrew got the all the Korok think. seeds before yeah. finishing the game. Yeah,
3: he did. Yeah, yeah I still haven't beaten Ganon. I'm like 200 something you hours. You don't want it to end, do you? No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it before Mario comes out. I would never fall slave there, to an addiction. Yeah, or yeah, that yeah, exactly. would never. What's up, yeah, I, what's up w- Tiki? I think it is important to point out. Oh,
4: I think it's important practice. to point out that that yes, we give Andrew a lot of crap. Yeah. For playing Pokemon Go. And yes, a lot of commenters did because he wrote that article. But I feel the same way about like, Andrew is part of a very small, very passionate group of people about a game that is very influential and very important. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, I kind of liken it to the same way that like, when we were giving crap to a bunch of, like, hardcore Destiny players. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, we might have moved on from that game, but you see something in that game that isn't for everybody, and it's not necessarily, like, it might not be our cup of tea, but you love it, and you feel the need to, like, keep playing it and keep seeing what the game has to offer, and I Mm -hmm. think that's awesome. Also, I think it's cool that you conned your way into a trip to Austin, one of my favorite (laughs) cities in the world.
0: What's so specifically insane about this, and I mean that in the best way possible, is that it is getting, it's not just, like, playing 600 hours of Destiny. Because that's something you could do at home. You could never leave the house. You'll never meet anyone. You are getting on airplanes and you're getting off. You're actually sometimes as
3: the airplane is taking off, staring at your phone. Yeah, yep. Well, but it's also like I, I get out, which <laughs> is the, the funniest I mean, thing, by the way. You <laughs> it like, ah. It's also like I've walked over the course of fifteen months. I've walked thirteen hundred <laughs> <laughs> miles, according to the tracking. Yeah, is that why you're so spelled? Twenty-two hundred. Yeah, maybe. Uh, twenty-two hundred kilometers. So I mean, it's like this game. If nothing else, it's just an awesome fitness app.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> staying fit. Did you at least get some barbecue to counter that in Austin? Uh, we got really good Mexican food. I didn't get barbecue. Dude. Did
3: you Queso? So good. Yeah, we did Queso. Of course we
1: did Queso. Uh, how do you feel about the news that uh, the next Pokemon game will be the last 3DS Pokemon game?
3: Uh, I mean, thank God. Honestly, yeah. like I, I'm excited for Ultra Sun and Moon. It is that and then Persona Q2 eventually are probably the last games I will put
1: real time into in my 3DS. Because I just uh, I, I want to draw that line. I'm surprised. I thought they would continue and maybe support both, but that's putting all the power behind the, th- the Switch. And I think and also, maybe, maybe the phones. I
3: don't think Pokemon Company really has a B team. Like, I don't yep. think Game Freak has, like, a. Like, they make the, they're Mystery Dungeon, and there's, like, Magikarp Jump, yep. and there's Pokemon Go, and there's these spinoffs. But when it comes to the core games, they don't mess around. Yep. And, like, they want their A team on that Switch project. I think after Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, like, they want to go all in. And that's can, exciting. Can you tell me
0: what exactly you said when you were in Blaine's car and you finally caught? Croissant or whatever her name is. Uh,
3: we caught it by the Capitol building, and I don't know. There's there's video of me catching it. I it's the same.
4: It's the same reaction that he probably when he caught when he caught Mister Mime. Mr. Mime. Yeah. Yeah. last year after <laughs> Gamescom. Andrew was rapidly approaching the limit to Pokemon that he could catch. Like he mm-hmm. almost had all of them. and One of the last ones that he needed was yep. Mister Mind. Rapidly Would approaching you know, the Europe? limit that he could that his friends could <laughs> literally withstand <laughs> withstand him yeah. walking
0: around beautiful foreign countries doing this
4: yeah. on his phone. But Not he. Real. It was great because Brian has a video. You should tweet this out, yeah. by the way, of Andrew finally catching Mr. Mime in Amsterdam. And Andrew literally goes like this: like, Here, let me see your phone. Here. He goes, Uh-oh. He does this. He goes, I got him. And then put his <laughs> phone away. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So weird. I was
1: expecting, yeah. like, this is not the time you fell off the dock trying to no. catch him. No, no, that's a whole no, different story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was a good time. So, yep. um,. Awesome. Uh, we are quickly running out of time, so I wanted to get at least one question block question in from uh, one of our uh, one of our fans out there. Um, Zach, do you want do you want to take this one? This is from the NVC at ign.com email bag. Uh, we alter between that and our Facebook group mm-hmm. and our, our YouTube twitter channel account. our twi- twitter Twitter yeah. account, so you never know where we 're going to look, um, but next time we 're going to look uh, elsewhere, not in the email inbox so you know leave us some cool questions everywhere so this question
4: comes from Daniel uh, from New Zealand who wrote a novel. Um, he he, he begins by saying the release of Super Mario Odyssey is upon us and early impressions are overwhelmingly positive Breath of the Wild proved to be a high watermark in adventure gaming, yada 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 so here's my question Uh, which type of gamer are you, a Mario person or a Zelda person, I want each panelist to reveal once and for all which series they value most, note the series you don't choose is wiped from the history of gaming forever
1: Daniel from New Zealand, that is so a tough. horrible thing to say. Drive I'm so mad at this question. A couple of days before the How release of you? Mario, uh, the Zelda franchise. I, I you know, the, my favorite gaming franchise of all time, favorite gaming series is the Zelda series. I mean... Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker, they're all at the top of my list of, of favorite games of all time. So I would not be able to do without them, but that's a really horrible thing to make me pick between that and Mario, which is so close I can mm-hmm. taste
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, this is so, so Zelda difficult. guy.
1: Yeah. For me, there's
3: no... I don't think it is that hard of a question. Like, I'm a Zelda guy through really? and through. And I love... I've 100%ed every 3D Mario. Like I love Mario games and I'm going to play Odyssey and, and love it, but like I'm Zelda. I mean... I won't get into the time paradox stuff of if you remove Z- Mario from history, there's probably no Zelda and there's probably no NES. But point being, I Zelda is totally up my alley. Like I, I love that feeling of exploration. I like playing Link to the Past as a kid was that felt so huge, or like the first time you see Hyrule Field mm-hmm. in uh, in Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. which now feels tiny, but at the time it was the most expansive, incredible right. feeling I'd ever gotten from a
4: game. I, I played Mario games for years. Before I played Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time was the first Zelda game that I played. Right, and uh, I loved Mario games, and and, and you know, like obviously uh, anyone does. But uh, z- playing Ocarina of Time for the first time was pivotal for me because that was when I, I finishing that game, I was like, I want to do this forever. Yeah. Like that's when I knew. Like I want to, I want to work in gaming. I want to, like, I want to talk about games for the rest of my life. Like, this is something that I'm really, really passionate about. So, yeah. Also, Zelda. Zelda for I, me. You yeah. too.
1: This is incredibly. You usually disagree me. with us when we're well, on. and I'm and I'm going to do it again. Um, Are you going to add a game to the list? A new game? No, yeah. no, no that's no. why I choose Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, no. Uh,
0: The Zelda franchise is incredibly uh, connected to my entire history in video gaming. I I I don't know. I can't picture. I can't picture video games without thinking about like solving a dungeon or beating a boss in Zelda or traveling across Hyrule Field for the first time. But uh, Donkey Kong was the first video game I ever played. Mario jumping was the first thing I ever controlled with a controller. Hmm. Super Mario Brothers for the NES was the first Nintendo game I owned. Super Mario World at the Super Nintendo launch was one of the most like ma- getting op- opening that on Christmas was one of the most magical moments ever. Super Mario 64 was there for me at the at the N64 launch. Now Mario games and launches didn't really become synonymous with Nintendo platforms for a long time after that. But I specifically owe my entire career and my entire love for video games to Mario and Mario games. So as much as I love Zelda, if I had to wipe one out of existence forever, um, and I played hundreds of hours of Zelda on NES, I mean I'm old school.
3: You played every year, right? Every yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the game. It's, right. it's, yeah. Insane to watch Brian play the original. Yeah, yeah. I just it's oh. crazy. I
4: just know it. It's just. Yeah. I
3: mean, and speaking of Brian's love, uh, one of my favorite videos you've ever done was from I guess what two years ago now or a year ago when they announced the NES Classic. Uh, on Up at Noon, you ran through the ten times you've already purchased Super Mario Brothers. It
0: was uh, I think it was twelve at that point. Yeah, yeah. Sure it was, was the NES 13. Classic might have been the twelfth or thirteenth yeah. time I purchased that game, and I can like legitimately tell you, you know, every single version the Game Boy Color version, the NES version, the All Stars, uh, a Virtual Console, finding it in Animal Crossing, like it's just been it's my like it's it's like that. What's that Jim Carrey movie where you keep seeing the same number? Number twenty three. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's like that for me. Um, it's so special to me. This is a heartbreaking question, though. So I hate you.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Mario. Wow. And so Daniel actually had a second part to the question that was when we sit down and we vote on Game of the Year. Isn't the fact that Nintendo has these two presumably amazing games right? All the word on the street on Super Mario on Mario Odyssey is that it's fantastic. Yeah. Daniel made the point that maybe this will split the vote um, within uh, our editorial. Team. We've been talking so, about that. So, yeah. but yeah, but there's... we are but we're not quite as Machiavellian as that. It's yeah. not a Mario or Zelda question for a lot of us because we actually employ a point system when yeah. we vote for the first time, and then we get together and we narrow down the pack and we have discussions. I so, think
3: again. there are years when a dark horse is won because of this, though. I, I think like o- it could Oka. last year. Yeah. Last year, Overwatch won
4: because we couldn't feel we couldn't decide between the Witness and what was the second game? I remember, yeah. yeah, There was a second game that were like tied in a dead heat for a week or more, and then
3: Overwatch came in from behind and
4: was like, "Oh, yep."
3: And I what? That's inside, inside. Inside. Yeah, I mean, I think that this year, uh, thank you, Dan. You know, the thing with Overwatch was it's one of those things where a lot of people vote across the IGN office. It's not like it's like just ten of us and. Overwatch was that game that just everyone, literally everyone had played at least that game. Yeah. And this year. And that love, might be yeah. Destiny. There are a lot of people in the office who really, really, yeah. really, really are hardcore to Destiny who don't play Nintendo games. And Over yeah. so so I my think
0: dead body to Destiny. I'm to just saying. Breath I, of the Wild. You can't will, say
4: that you haven't
3: played it. I don't I will, need to. I will be stunned if Breath of the Wild doesn't win at this point because there's so much support for it. But I do think splitting the votes is. Possible. Yeah. Besides, yeah. everybody I, knows that if
4: a game at IGN gets a perfect ten, it automatically wins Game of the Year. <laughs> I wish it that has not happened.
1: Case. Yeah, I, I do feel like in the past, like games like GTA got robbed. Um, yeah. Like some some games that I well, you loved, were really upset they, last year about Uncharted. There were some there were some really strong releases. No, I mean I I think Overwatch was a really worthy game, and I don't Me too. think I don't think it's as simple as what you're saying that people were fighting over those those two two bones, and that's why the third one won. Like Overwatch had a crap ton I, of votes to sure to sure, sure. It, like it's, overwatch
3: was a lot of people second place so it was, and then when the other two first place so if you're talking it, about weighting those
1: yeah, those numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. then it the, gets tricky yeah and yeah, so that yeah. but that's uh, the system we employ we do use a weighted system where we give points to games uh based on first second and third choice and then we come together and we have a heated discussion and, also, and we also try to avoid issues where like what you said like oh well i didn't play mario yet it's like well Sorry, you're not going to vote on this, right? Like,
0: I, I, I specifically exempt myself from like a lot of the sort of like PC strategy or like rhythm or sports games categories because they're not my forte. But like as a podcast host, you hear me on the show. I play hundreds of games a year. I try to stay well versed. But I'm voting also with people like to you know overemphasize what Andrew was saying. There are like video producers here and other people that work here that only play a handful of games a year, but they still deserve to have a voice. Uh, And so it's weird like it's it's games like overwatch it's games like zelda that sort of like transcend that core out loud spoken group of like podcast hosts and personalities and those people and writers uh and it's the kind of stuff that reaches the whole staff and the zeitgeist stuff that was happening around zelda like those conversations yeah. well, I we're
4: think gonna
3: see we're gonna see the same thing that but might, i don't think we will see the same thing with mario like not to take anything away from zelda zelda is incredible and i love that game but I do think there was a little bit of novelty to the fact that you were playing it portable for the first time. Yes. And that novelty isn't there anymore for Mario. And so I do, like, it'll still be incredible, but I think that Zelda kind of had that edge in terms of the way you think of it as that first console experience on the go yep.
0: ever it also there was conversations would like what what's your character wearing what i mean you're gonna see that in mario too but also like it's an open world game where we all went and walked in different directions yeah. and we were having water cooler conversations where i was just like i'm over in this is in this zone you're over here i fought this like a uh, ice high like i was like what uh-huh. the hell is that you know yeah weird ass talks i, I yeah. think they like will be talk like that with or.
1: mario but like mario has to be damn good yeah to yeah. unseat zelda i do think that uh, a lot of outlets will will come down on the side of Zelda unless Mario Odyssey just is so surprisingly awesome. Um, and hopefully you'll hear a little bit more about that it's a good next problem week when we actually get to play this game and get to discuss it at length. And by that time, I think our review should also be up, right?
4: Uh, the review goes up the 26th at 6 a.m. Pacific okay. Standard Time.
1: Well, there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of NVC. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the Calm Before the Storm discussion <laughs> as one of the biggest games in Nintendo's entire catalog is about to hit the Nintendo Switch, one of their fastest-selling consoles ever. So, maybe good things will happen right there. Good recap. Um, so, why buy can... one now
0: if you need one. Yeah, like, this, is the, the... this is the I, week.
1: <laughs> if you're still on the fence and you're like, yeah, oh, I'm going to buy one for Mario eventually, it's like... November might be rough. Just yeah. like, what yeah.
4: percentage of our this audience do you think is listening that
1: doesn't own a? We, you would be surprised. We get we get emails to NVC sound off saying, in the comments yeah. below. We get we get emails to so NVC all the time from people saying, "Can't wait to play this on the Switch." Yeah,
0: I've gotten. Uh, we got emails kind of on mind. Beyond from people being like, "I don't even own a
4: PlayStation console. It's just these guys are goofy." Yeah, no,
1: that's you know? true. Yep. Uh, where can people find you when you're not on this wonderful show?
4: Uh, they can find me uh, on Twitter at Zachariasd. I also run the Nintendo Voice Chat Twitter account, which is at nvc podcast and also coming on thursday the 26th at 6 a.m it's the triumphant return of linked together Ooh. and we'll be playing super mario odyssey nice so awesome. tune in uh, to super mario super weekend thursday friday saturday sunday monday five episodes in a row yeah it off with a real that's bang for
0: out. uh for clarity that's zach and i playing that game with one joy con in each hand really just trying to make it work uh, I think I'm going to be controlling the jump legs this time. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going like to do a switch. So I'll be jumping camera? Is that... This I'm, is going to get... Yeah, it's going to get This awkward. is going to be bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. So make sure to watch it. Uh, where can people find you, Andrew? Uh, I'm Garfap on Twitter,
3: which we're now joking stands for going all around finding every Pokemon. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh,
1: uh
3: And (laughs) uh, speaking of Pokemon, uh, as much as I joke about that trip, uh, I did write a piece that's on the site now that's kind of about my little adventure, but also kind of about the state of the game and what
1: they desperately need to fix for it to keep doing well. That's it. Join us again next week on NVC when we all get the thing. Brian's
4: Agent
2: Bizzle. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, you didn't say your name.